Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice, but is limited to the dissemination of general information. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the options presented. Certified Advisory Corp. is registered as an investment advisor with the SEC and only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Stay tuned for On the Money, Central Florida's most listened-to financial call-in show, brought to you by Certified Financial Group in Altamont Springs. It's the only show hosted exclusively by Certified Financial Planner Professionals. Monday through Friday, their CFPs provide financial planning and investment advice for a fee. But on Saturdays, the advice is absolutely free and has been for more than 30 years for their WDBO listeners. If you have a financial question you want answered by real fiduciaries, the lines are wide open. Call 844-580-WDBO. That's 844-580-WDBO. And enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to On The Money right here on WDBO, 107.3 FM, AM 580, always streaming live inside your WDBO app. My name is Josh McCarthy, joined in studio with Joe Burt and Gary Abley with the Certified Financial Group. You know by now the On The Money show is one of the longest running shows of its kind, I'm going to say it, in the entire galaxy. And nowhere else in the world, in the intergalactic realm, oh can you call in and get these kind of answers from these kind of experts in their field? Gary and Joe are part of a team with a, over 400 and what was it, 17 years experience inside four walls. That is just unheard of nowadays. You know, everyone jumping around. That is something you can really rely on when you work with the certified financial group. So pick up the phone, call in with your questions, and they will answer accordingly 844-580-9326 844-580-WDBO or text in using that very same number joe gary how are we doing this day we're doing great josh great. and uh, before we kick off send me that link you got it thank you we are doing great uh, as you said at the intro we have been here for more than 30 years providing financial planning investment pl- uh, management ideas to our clients over the radio and gary and i are here to take your questions this morning anything that might be on your mind regarding your personal finances decisions that you're trying to make regarding your mutual fund your etf your 401k your ira your long-term health care annuities life insurance reverse mortgages all those things and more that Gary and I and the 14 other certified financial planners deal with day in and day out, working with our clients as fiduciaries, providing that advice for a fee. But on Saturday morning, we are here for you absolutely free. So if you have any questions about any of those things that are on your mind, things you may have heard, rumors you may have heard, something your wife said, your husband said, your coworker said, your neighbor said, your brother-in-law said, and you're not quite sure about, we are here to, con- uh, to clear up the mind fog. 
So the good news for you is the lines are absolutely wide open, and all you have to do is pick up the phone and dial these magic numbers. The numbers are 844-580-9326, 844-580-WDBO. You can also text in your questions to that very same number. Just text it as if you're texting a couple of, well, experts in the accounting field, 844-580-WDBO, or send in your open mic using that free WDBO app. The topic of today's show is... Have international stocks turned the corner? Well, what do you think, Gary? Well, Joe, Josh, I think uh, it's quite possible. And uh, so I wanted to give our listeners some stats that I think will surprise a lot of people. So I'm going to talk about a specific index, and this is the MSCI EAFE uh, index. Now, what is that? It, uh, the EAFE stands for Europe, Australia, Asia, and Far East. Uh, so it specifically excludes countries like Canada and U.S. And incidentally, it also excludes Brazil, Russia, India, and China. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's going to be developed Europe. Uh, five countries make up the bulk of it. Japan, United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Germany. And since uh, the 1960s, specifically between 1231.69 and 1231.21, the S&P 500 index on a 10-year rolling basis has outperformed this foreign index only, emphasize, only 54% of the time. Mm, Now, what I want our listeners to hear is the opposite. Go ahead. This index has outperformed the U.S. on a 10-year rolling basis 46% of the time. Now, why is that important? So during this period, we have 505 10-year measurement periods. Mm And 273 times the U.S. has outperformed. But again, the the difference, obviously, the uh, foreign index has outperformed. Why does this matter? Well, we all know U.S. stocks had a great year. By the way, foreign stocks had a pretty good year last year as well. It was nice to see. All the way around. You know, that's the question. Is the tide turning? Are we going to see, you know, a 10-year period where foreign stocks outperform U.S.? Of course, nobody knows the answer to that. We won't know that for 10 years. However, I do want to give some data which shows that there's a promise for that to occur. So currently, if we look at the price-earnings ratio, which I'll define that, for the S&P 500 index. Now, what's the S&P 500 index? It's, you know, about 75% or so of the U.S. stock market, 500 big-name stocks. The P.E. ratio on a forward-looking basis, so based on estimates for earnings for the next year, is 21.24 as of last Friday, meaning when you buy stocks in the index, you're paying about 21 times what they're estimated to earn next year. Right. Now that's, by modern averages, that's expensive, high. right? Mm-hmm. We, you know, your averages would be 15 or 16, depending on how far back you want to go. If you go back uh, latest 30 years, it's closer to 16. Now, what is the P-E ratio for this index? It's actually 13.24. It's kind of funny that they're both 0.24. You're talking about the the MSCI. That's right. Mm -hmm. The EAFE, the Europe, Australia, Mm -hmm. Asia, and Far Far East. East. Mm -hmm. So 13.24 versus 21.24 is... Looks to be a bargain. It appears to be a bargain. Right. Now, you know, one thing that uh, I hear a lot from our clients, and I'm sure you do too, Joe, what what are clients concerned with right now about the U.S.? The strength uh, of the dollar. The strength of the dollar and our debt, right? right? And, you know, we've, we're, we're getting to the $35 trillion debt. 
we know what happened to Japan when they got above 200% debt mm -hmm. to GDP. Mm -hmm. You know, they had this long, long period of stagnation. Right. Yep. So the concern is, you know, if the U.S. doesn't rein in its debt or at least, you know, stop the blood flow here, spending $2 trillion more than we take in, we could see a dollar weaken. Yep. Right? Now, what does that mean for foreign stocks when they get translated to U.S. dollars? Well, that means the foreign earnings go a little bit further, mm -hmm. right? Um, so when you translate a, a stronger currency into a weaker currency, and of course this is hypothetical, we don't know what will happen, but that would be a boost to foreign earnings. So I think there is some value uh, in making sure your portfolio has exposure to foreign markets. It's right. not just because of this what if. It's, it's also good, sound diversification, right? And the important thing is there, don't bet the farm on one sector. That's right. And, uh, and it could very well be that uh, adding a little bit of foreign uh, exposure could be uh, fruitful over the next 10 years. You know, the interesting thing is, and I know you've had the experience over the years, when you talk about, when you show clients the portfolio that you've designed and why it's appropriate and why diversification is important and, and the correlations and so on and so forth, and then you start talking about foreign stocks, people get a, so if they're not experienced, they get some of a queasy feel about that's foreign, right. You know, where's my money going? Foreign stocks. You exactly. Know? Right. So you're not, I mean, when you talk about foreign stocks, some of the biggest companies in the world are foreign companies. Exactly. Right. So, you know, you, you look at the index uh, last year in 2023, just for information purposes, it was up 18.24%. Mm -hmm. So, uh, not as good as the S&P 500 right. index, but still but positive, still, mm -hmm. still a nice return. Right. And a lot of the names that, uh, you know, that are in the index, you would have heard of, right? Mm -hmm. Nestle, for example. I Nestle. think that used to be a U.S. company, right? How about Mercedes? Uh, yeah. How about Bayer, the, the uh, drug company? Right. Uh, yeah. Novo Nordisk. Yep. Right? Yep. Lots of uh, foreign mm -hmm. names. Yep that uh, are really everyday items here in the United States. Mm -hmm. So let's not shy away. Uh, U.S. is 62% of the world stock market. Uh, let's recognize that 38% of, of companies are outside the states, and uh, we, need, we need some exposure for diversification. And once again, when we make those recommendations, it's not that you and I are sitting back and deciding which specific companies to invest in. Right. Because what we want to do is find the money managers that have the time, the temperament, the talent, the resources to do the digging that's necessary, the due diligence, as we call it, to find the companies that will have the opportunity to outperform. That's right. And there are many, many actively managed international funds that consistently outperform the index. Yes. It's almost a soft layup, honestly, for international, because when you're buying a broad index, you have companies that uh, aren't meeting very good metrics. Mm -hmm. So adding professional management through mutual fund managers, especially in that space, really has proven to add value right, over right, time. Right, as well as the small cap space. That's right. Yeah, yep. if, you're, if you're looking for, so some people say, I want to buy the index, I just want what the market is. But really, if you want diversification in your portfolio, you really need to have some active management in there, particularly in certain sectors like you just talked about, international small cap. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. You, okay. you might know the answer. and I, I probably don't. But well, I don't know the answer, but I, <laughs> okay. I did know the answer. I've forgotten it. But I, I remember one of our uh, speakers that came into our office told us the percentage of the Russell 2000 uh, smaller companies uh, that are not that, profitable. Right. And, and, and we won't say the percentage because neither one of us remember. Uh, but, but, but it's it a large. It was scary. Yes. It was yes. extremely high. Yes, yes. And, you know, there's some interesting funds out there that screen for profitability. Yes. 
And then they take another screen and they look at positive free cash flow from operations, yes. as an example, mm -hmm. and they buy the top 100, rebalance it every quarter. And, and that's and, what you want to own. Yeah, exactly. And small these, companies and, are making money. Ex exactly. And these things uh, have been doing better than the indexes, as you mentioned, in the small cap, which is no guarantee of future results. Right. So for our listeners that might be thinking, well, okay, well, why wouldn't I want a company that perhaps at the moment is not making money, but has the potential to really be a home run? Well, because you're doing a basket of those, and the vast majority of small companies, unfortunately, not will, making money, will fail. They will fail, and they don't have the capital to right. uh, to. They don't have the the uh, staying power. That that's exactly right. They yeah. don't have the staying power. Right, and it gets even tougher with rising interest rates. It does. Right, the cost of capital is expensive, and these smaller companies are uh, you know taking on a lot of debt and a lot of additional expense right. to try to make their ideas work. Right. So the takeaway from this discussion really is what you want and, and should have and what we provide to our clients in developing portfolios to meet their short-term, long-term, and intermediate-term needs is diversification. You don't want to buy an index because you don't get any diversification, and you want to particularly stay away from the small-cap index and the, the international index. Well, that's right. You want that's active right. management. Yeah. And the key there is to find the best money managers using mutual funds or and or ETFs and uh, combine those to give you negative correlation in your portfolio. So let's talk about what negative correlation is. Yeah, and just to get back to that index uh, point. Break. Oh, we're talking about break. We're, well, we're just <laughs> rambling, we're rambling off. having a great conversation. Well, we'll, we'll talk about both of these things when we come back. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Not a problem. It was a great conversation. I hate to interrupt it, but that's that right. darn pesky that's clock that's tells that's us that's to I understand. give the phone number out and give the people a chance to hop on. The number to call if you want to join this conversation uh, where time just flies away from us is 844 580-9326-844-580-WDBO or send in your open mic using the free WDBO app. Joe Bird, Gary Abley answering your questions coming right up. You're listening to On The Money where we're planning tomorrow today with the Certified Financial Group. Welcome back to the On The Money Show, brought to you by the Certified Financial Group right here on WDBO, 107.3 FM, AM 580, always streaming live inside your WDBO app. Your chance to call and get your questions answered by some experts in their field, the Certified Financial Group, answering your questions at 844-580-9326, 844-580-WDBO. Send in your text questions using that very same number, 844-580-9326. Or if you want to hear your voice on the air, send in your open mic using the WDBO app. Now, right before the break, Joe and Gary Abley, Joe Burt, that is, with the Certified Financial Group, we're talking about negative correlations. Right. Uh, so negative correlation simply means that one thing is doing something and another thing is doing the opposite. What you want to have in your portfolio and what, you know, investors love positive returns. Every, they want everything to go up. Everything to go up. <laughs> and so if you're all, all if you're all in the right place at the right time and you're not negatively correlated, it's great if you're in the right place at the right time. Right. However, what happens when the worm turns? Well, then you've got some issues, right? Big issues. you know, so uh, as an example, I've, I've heard from some clients, wow, the, you know, these magnificent seven stocks have done terrific, you know, and the mm -hmm. NASDAQ has hit all time highs. And I said, well, wait, 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 actually, the NASDAQ is still below its 2021 level. 
you know, growth stocks had a tremendous year, and the magnificent seven stocks, these are companies like Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they had a terrific year in 2023, but they had an awful year in 2022. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you you never want to have concentration risk. And we were talking about, uh, you know, Joe mentioned, you know, not wanting to have an index because of concentration risk. And, you know, I would just add an index fund is is fine as part of a diversified exactly. portfolio, a certain percentage of your assets. Nothing wrong with that. They're right. a nice, low-cost way of investing. Right. However, if you just had that, you know, you don't have a diversified portfolio. No. You've got 7% of your money in uh, each in two stocks, 14% of your portfolio would be two companies, right. know, Microsoft and Apple. And it's great when the sun is shining, but well, when things... That's right. But, yeah. but look what happened in, in uh, 2022. Exactly. Uh, you know, decline. Right. And this is why you want to have a diversified portfolio that's balanced. And, and why? Because it helps people... Sleep stay the course. Well, <laughs> sleep too, but right. it helps people stay the course. Right, right, right. If right. if you get a bad year down thirty percent because you weren't diversified, uh, you're you're likely to say ouch and, and, and bail at the wrong and time. bail exactly at the wrong time. Yeah. Yep. So, so the, the strategy, the really in, in building a portfolio, is not to try to hit home runs, but consistently be a singles and doubles player and not strike out. And when you're putting all there of you your, so you use continue to use metaphors, but all of your eggs in one basket. When it's great, it's great, but like in 2022, when the S&P really sank, your moderate portfolios didn't sink as much. So you That's didn't, right. although you were down, you weren't out of the game. And yeah, that, and that, that was is a tough key. year, too, because, you know, we talked about negative correlation. Yeah, that was a year right. when both bonds, bonds and stocks, and took, stocks a, took a whack. And real estate. Yeah. So yes. everything, everything was, everything was, everything was, was a lousy year that yes. year. Yes, yes. But nevertheless, the moderate portfolio still did better than the yes. indexes. That's exactly So that's that's the key. Yep. But when the things turn around, they don't, they're not at the top. And that's the name of the game is you got to accept that. If you're looking for home runs, you know, your you're, chances are you're going to strike out more often. Well, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. So I hear the music there. Josh, take it away, buddy. And don't forget, Charles Curry is in the office. You can reach him right now at 407-869-9800, 407-869-9800. We love that number, so it gives the listener a chance to get some of their more personal information into the system over there at um, Certified Financial Group, and they can get more detailed answers without having to give away that sensitive info on the air. Charles Curry standing by. 407-869-9800. Joe Bird and Gary Abley standing by on the air now to answer all the other questions you may have at 844-580-9326-844-580. WDBO. Send in your text using that same number or your open mic using the free WDBO app. You're listening to On The Money, where we're planning tomorrow. Today. With a certified financial group. Welcome back to On the Money, Central Florida's most listened to financial call in show, brought to you by Certified Financial Group in Altamont Springs. It's the only show hosted exclusively by Certified Financial Planner Professionals. Monday through Friday, their CFPs provide financial planning and investment advice for a fee. But on Saturdays, the advice is absolutely free and has been for more than 30 years for their WDBO listeners. If you have a financial question you want answered by real fiduciaries, the lines are wide open. Call 844-580-WDBO. That's 844-580-WDBO. And enjoy the rest of the show.
Welcome back to On The Money right here on WDBO 107.3 FM AM 580. Always streaming your favorite program, On The Money Live, wherever you have two things. The WDBO app and the internet. It's a new concept, the internet. Go ahead and push the play button in the middle of that WDBO app. Take your favorite financial show with you on the go. Or you can call in right now, 844-580-9326. Get your questions. We got Gary Abley and Joe Bird with the Certified Financial Group standing by, answering your inquiries. Let them pick their brains. They have all this training. They want to put it to use for the community. 844-580-WDBO. Text in your questions using that very same app. Or sorry, the very same number, 844-580-WDBO. I got the Eagles here distracting me with for my spiel. Simmer down. One of these nights. Yeah, simmer down there. All right, so or you can send in your open mics using that very same WDBO app. Speaking of text questions, what do you say we get back to work, guys? Well, let's do it. All right, we got Gary Abley and Joe Bird here answering your questions. Question number one, the NASDAQ is at a record high. Do you recommend a a high allocation to funds like QQQ? Well, first of all, let's talk about what QQQ is. Thank you. I, I, I love saying Not a game it. show. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's but funny. And somebody somebody uh, maybe misheard what I said. The, the NASDAQ, just for our listeners, is not at a record high. Ah. It's actually below the uh, 2021 level. There but, yeah. So go ahead and describe QQQ. QQQ is, focuses on the tech industry. It's the high flyers. It's the ones that you hope to hit a home run on. Um, and that's what it's all about. So if you want to take a role and try to, you know, be in that sp- space, it's okay, but you got to remember that's high risk, high reward. That's right, and I think the top ten names account for you know close to half of that index. Right. So, you know what what's interesting, and uh, our top ten companies in the U.S. are more than the entire stock markets of several countries combined. Mm. You know, you have a Apple at three trillion, you have uh, you know Microsoft close to both of these close to three trillion dollars. So. It is a very, very concentrated uh, index, and so you're going to have you know big up years, but you're also going to have big down years. But uh, the the truth of the matter is, though, it's we're still below the the peak that we had in 2021 mm-hmm. for uh, for the Nasdaq. So, so the question was, should you? Oh, do- yeah, let's, let's <laughs> answer the question. <laughs> So, and you know, I would say if if you had two or three percent, you know, sure. maybe even up to five percent mm-hmm. of your portfolio, right. that would help fill in, uh, you know, economically fill in a growth portion of your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Not nothing wrong with that, but to put all of your money in it, which I think I'm trying to remember the question, that, that would not be a good move because you would have a very uh, very volatile portfolio right. where you could go up or down fifty percent in a year, right. and, and that's not an exaggeration. That right. has happened. Yes. Yes. So. So fact, the answer is you need diversification. <laughs> you need diversification, as we said in the first part of the program, uh, to be sure that you have negative correlation and don't bet the farm on any one particular thing. Because when it catches your attention, it's usually too late. That's right. That's you exactly know, that's right. That's what happens. Everything is making the headlines. You should have known what the headlines were going to be six months earlier. And that's where, you know, I'm sure it happens to you, Gary. You, you know, you go out socially. And one of the, when people oh, yes. find out what you, what you do, what do, they, what do they ask you? Where should I put uh, $10,000 that I have? Or, or what's that? the market going to do this year? Well, I, obviously, yeah. We, we, you know, and I do have some crystal balls. I've had two clients give me crystal balls, but neither of them, neither neither of them work. work. Yeah. yeah, we're, you know, we have this thing that's, uh, and we're happy to send it to any of our listeners. It's, I call it the quilt, but it goes over the last 20 years uh, 
performances of different asset classes. For example, small cap stocks, mid cap stocks, you know, mid growth, mid value, large real estate, growth, large value, real estate, foreign bonds, you know, investment grade bonds, high yield bonds, mm -hmm. foreign stocks, and it shows you by color what was the top asset class and what was the worst on the bottom. Right. And what's interesting, if you look at that thing, first it'll make you dizzy, but if you follow one color, uh, for example, large growth stocks are uh, dark blue on this mm -hmm. chart. You follow that, and there's no way to predict, you know, what is going to be the best right. asset class in the next year. Right, right. If there was a way to predict it, everybody would everybody, do it, and everybody then it wouldn't would work it. again. Everybody would do it. And I know, <laughs> right. I'm sure it's happened to you over the years. It's happened to me. You give that chart to particularly an engineer. Yes. And they yes. start doing the analysis, oh, the yes. calculation. Right. And they say, I've got it figured out. Well, ultimately, they don't have it figured uh -oh. out it, because there's so many things that impact investing that's right things that you don't control things that you you know around the horizon that you you never plan that like well you know like look at oil prices for yeah example. exactly we're, we're what right we're below 75 dollars a barrel mm -hmm. you know when we when the israeli conflict started uh west texas intermediate uh, was around 83 dollars a barrel mm -hmm. it's now somewhere ten, almost 10 dollars lighter mm -hmm. now okay logic would tell you you've got the houthi rebels attacking right. ships you know, attacking our naval vessels, we're retaliating, going after them now. Finally, I think mm -hmm. that was, we're late to the game there, but I won't be. I won't go into politics. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you look at this and you'd say, well, how in the heck is oil trading ten dollars a barrel right. lower than at the start of this thing when we've had the worst terrorist attack on Israeli soil in you know decades? Yeah. So it's it's it, you. You, th you think you would have the answers, but let me tell you, you, you don't have the answers. No, and once again, that gets back to the big D word, which is diversification. Right. Diversification and quality in the long run will win the game. And asset allocation. Is well, exactly. Too, right. right. You yes. don't put everything in stocks if you're a moderate person. Right. right. But right. if you're an aggressive person, exactly. well, yeah, you could do that. Exactly. Right. So I saw another text question there, Josh. You want to take it away? We got one. We actually just, was, just received one from Kathy in Lake Mary, and Kathy wants to know, what is the capital gain tax line? liability to the grantee of a quit claim deed when the grantor passes so quit claim deed is is you're giving a property away uh with with the mortgage attached to it you're giving so i think you just get a step up in basic because they don't own it well if it's a gift yes if it's a gift oh, it's they're going to be a carryover the, right they're going to carry, carry over, over the basis, basis. Yes. right now yes. so let's talk about you know when you do get a step up in basis uh, when somebody passes away and they have, a say, a brokerage account, uh, the, the value of those stocks are, uh, the, the person inheriting those stocks will get a valuation as of the date of death or six months later. You have an right. option. Right. Um, but if, if uh, dad gives daughter uh, stock in Apple, mm -hmm. then whatever dad paid for Apple becomes daughter's cost basis. Mm -hmm. And daughter right. would have to pay a gain on Apple right. when they sell it equal to what the father had paid for it, less what was or you know, the difference between that and what's the And with the quick claim deed, basically you're giving that property away now. Exactly. Yeah, with subject to the mortgage. So you're right that they would take over the basis when they right. went to sell it, and that's capital gains. So yeah, thank you yep. for clearing. Now, that. if it becomes somebody's primary residence, you know, then then uh, I think yeah, uh, you know if you live there long enough, yeah, right, and two out of five years, yeah, is it two out of five or three out of five? Uh, no, why would you ask me that? Put me on the spot. So I'm a CPA. I should know that. I'm, but we know, we do know there's a way to get the step up and yeah. or to get the two hundred fifty thousand dollar. $500,000 exclusion. Right. Yeah, you're right. They would probably take over the basis and then allow the 
Right. Uh, so yeah. you could exclude it. Yeah. You would take uh, over the basis, and, right. and the, the game would be calculated. Right. If you were merely filing joint less than a half million. Yeah, it's two out of five. Yeah. Then you'd be you'd be in good shape. Yep. 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 There you go. That's I hope Mary and Lake Mary. Was it Mary and Lake? It was no, Kathy and Lake Mary. Kathy and Lake Mary. Okay. All right. Kathy and Lake Mary. Fan of the show, always utilizing the services of a certified financial group. There you go. You want to right. do Michelle in Winter Garden? Let's do Michelle. All right. Michelle says, what happens to my bonds when interest rates are cut later this year? So interest rates go down. You're holding a bond. Just think of a seesaw, teeter-totter. Bond prices go up. Right. However, you know, so let's... Now, we don't know whether we're talking about a bond fund mm-hmm. or well, an still, the bond, individual the, the, bond. Well, but the bond, the, fund, the, fund, the bonds in the fund will still be affected. Yeah, they'll, they'll still go up. Mm-hmm. But I think we should, we should point out uh, if interest rates were to go down and you're sitting on, say, a treasury bond that matures in May, you're not going to get a lot of movement in no. that because it's maturing in May, right. and we know... Uh, for example, a, a treasury note's issued out $1,000, and it matures at $1,000. Right. Now, in between issue, that's called par value. In between issue date and maturity date, it can be worth more or less. Right. Think 2022, when 10-year treasuries dropped 18% in value. Mm-hmm. If you held it for 10 years, you get your $1,000 right. back. But if you had, had to, to sell. sell that thing, then yep. it, you know, you're worth you take a beating. 800 and yep. what is it? Yeah, anyway, so definitely... Uh, depends on whether you're holding an individual bond but in general the price would go up when interest rates go down and there's a lot of incidentally that's a just to carry on that uh you know my team was talking with uh, fidelity and guggenheim and we're, we're looking for bond funds trading at a discount to par value mm-hmm. and what we're finding is there are bond funds out there that are trading at 10 to 12 percent right now below par value closed end yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So the, these should not be a surprise, you know, given what happened in 2022. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, eventually, assuming no default on the bond, right, right. you're going to get par value right. when that matures. So I think we're going to see finally, finally, we're going to see some good returns from bonds. I mean, it's been decades where we've languished uh, with a low interest rate environment where we haven't made a lot of money on the bond portion. But uh, now I think there's a lot of opportunity uh, and I think we're, we're going to see these bond funds potentially doing better than what you're getting in the bank right now. So we threw out a term there, closed-end, which perhaps some of our listeners don't know the distinction between open-end and closed-end funds. And what you're referring to is a closed-end fund that you could buy at a discount. Yes. So tell our listeners what a closed-end fund is. So when you're, when you're buying a fund, uh, well, you go ahead and, and I'm not trying to think where, where you're going with well, it. Well, a closed-end fund, uh, when you buy an open-end fund, that, that portfolio changes every day. Yes. Yep. Because they're in the market buying and selling, as yep. you would expect with an actively managed fund. With a closed-end fund, they buy a, they buy a, a set amount. Basket, at, right. A basket. A yep. basket, thank you for and, the term. Yep. And they hold it. Yes. Okay. And so, and it so, trades, yeah. the value of it trades every day. And that's why you're talking about you're able to buy at a discount because there perhaps are less buyers in the market. And so the price is somewhat depressed. Gotcha. There's yeah. no demand. Yep. Did I get that right yeah, there, Mr. But, CPA? But, but I yeah. think also uh, there are mutual funds that are open-end funds yeah. where, where the bonds are just depressed in value. Yes. And, and that's more what we're looking at is, you know, is there a basket of bonds out there at trading at a significant discount to par value? Uh, that will ultimately be paid at par value. Yes. So, you know, there's both opportunities Right, there. but I think yeah. there's more opportunity in the closed-in. You could be. Because you can lock in that, you, know, you could pretty much lock in that gain. Yeah. I mean, Unless I, the bond's default. 
Yeah, I see what right, you're saying because right. the other one right. could be doing trading exactly. on it. And, okay, yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. you. So, yep. so now that we clear that up, let's take the next text question here, Josh. <laughs> you got it. Clarity is key when it comes to these things, so you want to get it right. Number Question number three, actually, the question is, can we go to break? And that's from your producer, Josh. Well, there you, there go. you go. I'm looking at the clock now. I was getting carried away listening myself. If you want to join the conversation, the number to call is 844-580-9326, 844 WDBO, if you want to talk to Charles Curry off the air, be able to utilize the resources of Certified Financial Group while getting into the nitty-gritty of your finances. That number is 407-869-9800. 407-869-9800. Send in your text questions to the same call-in number that you use to talk to me. 844-580-9326. Open mics using that WDBO app. One more break. You're listening to On The Money, where we're planning tomorrow. Today. With the Certified Financial Group. Welcome back to On The Money right here on WDBO, 107.3 FM, AM 580, always streaming live in your WDBO app. On The Money brought to you by the Certified Financial Group, answering your questions live every Saturday at 9 a.m. You get to hear the replay in case you miss it a couple more times, Saturdays at 7 a.m. and Sundays at 7 a.m. Let's hit the questions. We got Joe Bert and Gary Abley talking like a mile a minute because we only got three minutes left and we got to get these details out. Question comes to you now. With interest rates on my credit card going up, I'm thinking of pulling funds from my 401k to pay them off. I'm 60, so I won't be penalized. Is that a good idea? Hmm. Well, it could be a good idea. Uh, so, you know, again, when you take money out of a IRA after 59 and a half, you're not penalized. I would want to know when are they going to retire? Mm-hmm. I'd want to know how much is the credit card debt and do they have a monthly budget and the, could they alternatively get that paid off in six months by you know, really sticking hard to a budget? And then I'd want to know why they got in the credit card mess, because if we don't address that, they could do it again. Exactly. So unfortunately, this is when you'd like to have uh, somebody to call in live so you could ask questions. But I understand why somebody wouldn't want to, you know, open right. up their soul right. on, on right. stuff like right. that. But I think there's it depends. It's not a terrible idea. But I would want to dig in with that person, you know, on, on you know, why they got into the, the trouble. Right. Yeah. There are a lot of variables there. Yeah, there are. All right. We've got a workshop coming up. Unfortunately, we had to postpone it this week for our listeners that uh, had scheduled that. We regret that. However, it is now scheduled for this coming Wednesday. And it's uh, Social Security Options. It's uh, Gary and I and our, all of our planners, of course, are familiar with the Social Security Options that you have when it comes time to retirement, the widow benefits, uh, the children's benefits, the do, do I retire at 62, 67? What if I wait till 70? What's the pros and cons of that? Where do I take my money? If I need money before Social Security kicks in, should I wait? All that stuff. It's going to be covered in our workshop this coming Wednesday evening at 6.30 right here in offices in Altamont Springs. be hosted by Certified Financial Planner Charles Curry. Uh, he puts on a great presentation. It's absolutely free as all of our workshops are. It's a way to introduce you to who we are as a firm. And this way, whether you need financial planning and retirement planning now or sometime in the future, you'll give us an opportunity to earn your business. So if you want more information about that, go to our website. That's Financial Group. Dot com, financialgroup.com. Click on events, and there's one more after that. Gary, get uh, the schedule on that. February 7th, getting long-term care planning right, and that's also hosted by Charles Curry. There you go, long-term care planning, which is another area that uh, is oftentimes overlooked, what the options are today, what you want to consider, and all the hidden costs that people don't often think about until it comes time to do that. So once again, all these workshops are absolutely free. Go to our website, financialgroup.com, make your reservation right there. 
And we hope to see you in our office on one of those workshops and hope to see you soon. Thank you so much, Joe Bird, Gary Abley with the Certified Financial Group, answering your questions on a Saturday morning, a gloomy Saturday morning, that is. If you want to join the conversation, well, we'll have to wait till next Saturday at 9, but write down this number. You can get your text questions in throughout the week, 844-580-9326. Charles Curry standing by off the air right this moment, if you're listening at Saturday. Uh, the number is 407-869-9800. Joe, Gary, thank you so much. You've just listened. Well, you've just hosted On The Money, where we're planning tomorrow. Today. With the Certified Financial Group. Yeah.